All about not stopping people smugglers. Good question. Front page of the Daily Mail. Let's ask Isabel Oakshot. Um, will anyone rid me of this damn priest, uh, as they say? Isabel, very good morning to you. Morning. I'm a bit worried about you, Mike. I think you're working yourself into a <laughs> massive lather, but I can't say I blame you. I mean, listening to Justin Welby pontificating in that incredibly annoying, sanctimonious mm. way about why this legislation to stop the boats is also morally wrong and all this hand ringing and bell ringing and god knows what else <laughs> i mean <laughs> what an absolute plonker um the guy's continually nominated for plank of the week isn't he i'm not he sure is. he's ever actually won it but it's probably time this is his moment uh, it is extraordinary in fact the debate in the house of lords about the government's legislation was pretty interesting yesterday all sorts of interventions from uh, labor peers and other well-meaning but totally misguided lefties uh, banging on about why this is such a terrible thing and sets us at odds with everyone else and means that we're not going to be fulfilling our international obligations uh, but the facts are the facts thousands of people are coming over here in rickety inflatables mm. risking their lives there's nothing moral about us encouraging because that is basically what we're doing by allowing it to continue to happen people to risk their lives in this way or the uh, people traffickers to make vast sums of money in this way and worst of all and this is the thing that wasn't uh, very widely acknowledged in the house of lords debate yesterday is just the absolute fact that a very significant number of people coming over are not fleeing terror and persecution. They are economic opportunists. And I can't say I blame them for giving it a go, but we cannot have a situation in this country where we just are welcoming everybody. We can see that our infrastructure is already creaking. Yes, but it's the typical response of what I would call the sort of the, the socialist middle classes in this country who seem to think that there's nothing wrong with loads of people. I mean, it's the equivalent, as I always say, of leaving your house front door open and having about 20 people turn up while you're out. You get home and they all go, uh, you don't mind if we stay here in your living room, do you? Oh, no, that's absolutely fine. And then another 20 turn up and before you know it, you're literally standing, you know, cheek by jowl next to about 500 people in your house. It's ridiculous. It's madness. And in no other world would that be acceptable. But these people seem to think that there's nothing wrong with it. And I just don't quite understand it. I mean, is it all under the banner of hashtag be kind? Um, because maybe be sensible. Yeah. Uh, be smart should actually take a bit of precedence over be kind because being kind isn't always what it seems it isn't welcoming any number of people who have little to contribute to this country and not necessarily uh, even plan to, to to do good here yeah. we know the links with organized crime we know the links um, with the Albanian criminal um, underground with this uh, evil trade and there's nothing kind about continuing to encourage it nothing kind to the people here who are struggling to make ends meet um, can't get the opportunities that they want and critically housing i mean this is a massive issue um access to affordable housing for ordinary people in this country it simply doesn't stack up that you continue to add hundreds of thousands over, over a pretty short period of time that becomes millions to the population 
without actually having the housing to accommodate them. No, exactly right. I don't know if you heard the uh, the vicar that uh, Julia was talking to this morning, who sounded a bit like sort of the vicar of Dibley in political form, um, who basically said um, when she asked him whether uh, he would take any refugees, he went, I've got three Ukrainians, as if that's now the new measure of virtue signalling, you know. And I said to her, I said, well, it's not a competition, is it? What are you supposed to go? Well, I've got five Ukrainians or I've got a couple of Ethiopians. I mean, it's ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. I just want to um, read out a little comment from the Archbishop yesterday in the debate. Um, he said, it is a siloed bill. It is isolationist. What the hell is a siloed bill? Mm. Can people not just talk normal language and try to connect with people rather than reinforce the impression? they are woefully and hopefully hopelessly out of touch and i think you made a really good point at the beginning of the program in your introduction about the 300 smackers that you get for just rocking up to yeah. the household um is he donating those to refugee causes or where exactly does that go and i wonder i always think about this the people that are putting a five or a tenner into the collection plate on a sunday mm. They're hoping um, that the church will continue to provide um, the comfort and spiritual um, support that they need. I wonder whether those people feel that they're really getting that kind of leadership from uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Indeed. Uh, well, let's have a listen and a watch of what he had to say yesterday in the House of Lords. Here he is, the Archbishop of Sanctimony. It is a siloed bill, not a whole-of-government bill. It does not draw in conflict management and prevention, which drives migration. It does not draw in climate impacts, which drive migration and conflict. It is isolationist. It is morally unacceptable and politically impractical to let the poorest countries deal with the crisis alone and cut our international aid. I'll tell you what else causes... Um migration and, uh, and irritation and war, and that's religion. But he didn't mention that, strangely. I mean, religion is a massive driver of refugees, isn't it? Well, absolutely. And what is he prattling on about <laughs> with, the, with the climate change thing? Oh, I know. Look, I am completely open to hearing, and I, I invite anyone who's listening who knows somebody who has fled to this country in a rickety inflatable boat because they are fleeing actual climate change the weather i want to hear that story if there is somebody who has escaped from bangladesh from extreme flooding and made their way perilous route all the way here to escape flooding whilst getting in a boat where there may just be a bit more than flooding then i'd really like to hear from that person right. and that tale of extraordinary woe uh, although it'd be worth pointing out that there's plenty of places between Bangladesh and here. There certainly are. are. Also, yeah. Bangladesh and the delta uh, of the river there has been flooding ever since Bangladesh has been Bangladesh. So the idea that suddenly you're going to flee because it's flooding, which it does all the time every single year, uh, is ridiculous. But I can tell you something. I have often thought about emigrating because the weather here is so awful. But I don't know where to go. <laughs> oh, I could, I could come up with a very long list of very attractive places for you, Mike, where you don't get taxed very highly. Now that um, you're talking. <laughs> exactly. We'll have that conversation. We will. We will. We must fly off somewhere uh, warm and sunny. 